BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, everybody. My name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be talking about Conservative Inc. once again, but this time we're not talking about Steven Crowder or the Ben Shapiros of the world. We're going to be talking about Charlie Kirk and TPUSA and specifically their faith grift. And Charlie Kirk is saying a lot of theologically errant things that are frankly unacceptable, borderline heretical. And the way he treats the church versus the way he treats the contemporary nation-state of Israel is frankly unacceptable and needs to be called out. Charlie Kirk is a major figure on the right. He mastered the art of Twitter and founded TPUSA. And TPUSA is a large corporation on the right, even though even if they count as a non-profit. But nonetheless, uh, they basically created a funnel for... Uh, a lot of nobodies become somebodies through or somebody pundits, uh, and here they are. And Charlie Kirk is still out there now. I've said some positive things about Charlie Kirk recently. I think he has gotten a little bit better since the Groiper Wars, which he lost, but I think became a better uh, person as a result of. I think this is where a lot of the more faith outreach stuff comes from. But Charlie Kirk's. Uh, Theology is whack. It's legalistic. It creates moral obligations that are not founded in Scripture, and that needs to be called out. And he doesn't seem to have a good grasp on the church and its role in the Great Commission. So, we're going to be talking about that. But first, uh, if you are new to the channel, please like and subscribe. This will help with the YouTube algorithms, and that's the least you can do. Uh, the most you can do is head on over to evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join, linked in the description below, and you get extra content uh, for supporting our, through our Patreon-like system over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join, and that gives you more access to everything behind the site because there are some paywall things, but otherwise there's more articles than videos or podcasts. Uh, so you definitely want to sign up for the RSS newsletter that's completely free. But otherwise, these are some benefits that you get for supporting. Uh, we do have an upcoming book. Uh, it's going to be titled Winning Not Winsome. And it's going to be the anti-Big Eva book. So we look forward to more news updates on that. So enough about me. Let's dive into the story. We got two articles that we're going to be using today. The first is by Anthony. And the second is by Daniel Schmidt over at College Dissident. And College Dissident, we're giving the hat tip 
for this video because he is the one who uncovered the story. So we're just trying to put the story on blast. We want to call Charlie Kirk to be better than what he is right now. Uh, he claims to be a Christian. I know his theology is whack, but we're going to push him in the right direction, hopefully, with this video. And it's going to be a little bit of tough love, but that's what we're going to be doing here. So to set up the context, Charlie Kirk attended the uh, and spoke at TPUSA, Turning Point USA's Young Jewish Leadership Summit last December, uh, which is December 16th, 2022, in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, and this is just days before Hanukkah, to put a reference on holidays here. And pretty expensive headquarters, as noted by Daniel Schmidt over at College Dissident. The Gen Z organization was recently involved with failed midterm elections of Carrie Lake and Blake Masters, Abe Hamada and Mark Fincham, in which the Republican Party relying on TPUSA lost the Gen Z vote by a historic margin. Now, it seems like a slight disc on the account of the article, but we'll see. Uh, I'm not, we'll see where this goes. In one audio excerpt, Kirk, an evangelical Protestant, tells the audience, so a Christian, Christian that's not pro-Israel, I highly doubt actually loves their Bible. And I will stand by that statement. If you're a Christian that doesn't love Israel, then you take your Bible way, way, way too much for granted. But let's actually hear him in his own words saying this. So for a Christian that's not pro-Israel, I doubt they actually love their Bible. And I, I, I will stand by that statement. If you are a Christian that doesn't love Israel, then you take your Bible way, way, way too much for granted. So... The reference for this is the contemporary nation-state of Israel, which, by the way, Christians in the Middle East do not tend to like the contemporary nation-state of Israel. This is a very ignorant statement by Charlie Kirk, and it's fueled entirely by the theology known as dispensationalism. And to me, I don't think dispensationalism is true. I don't think it's accurate. And I know that puts me at odds with uh, a lot of theologians out there, but it's a very new theology in the grand scheme of church history. And I'm standing on the shoulders of giants and not joining it. Uh, so with that said, uh, that's just the first clip. And it does get a little, you know, it does get a little bit worse. So what we just saw there is that he's saying that if you don't love, if you're not pro-Israel, you don't love the Bible. And again, that's nonsense. That is a false dichotomy uh, fallacy. And there's just no kinder way to put that. That's what that is. So I'm going to switch back to the article here over at Evangelical Dark Web. That's going to be the companion piece for what I'm saying. Uh and one of the indicators of uh, to shifting the Overton window is speech that becomes acceptable for conservative ink to utter, with some shifts being more genuine than others. With Gen Z becoming more polarized than any prior generation, it should be expected that conservative ink outreach programs would drift rightward to meet the young base where they're at, which is to some extent the success of Charlie Kirk's TPUSA. Whereas... Before TPUSA prioritized 
economic messaging of free markets and fighting back against the communist left, they have shifted dramatically into the culture war. This month, they sent their contributors to Davos to weigh in on the World Economic Forum. The question must be asked, is this a genuine shift or means of monetizing and perpetuating the political soap opera? So that's a question raised by Anthony. And just to add some more context to this, TPUSA in 2019 underwent something called the Groiper Wars. It's this legendary internet uh, meme war in which TPUSA was relentlessly trolled by the Nick Fuentes crowd on college campus events. And one of the primary figures in that, who's going to be mentioned later in the article, is Rob Smith, a homosexual being promoted by Charlie Kirk, who claims to be a Christian, but was promoting a homosexual as an ideal conservative. And the question raised at the time was, what are we trying to conserve? And these young trolls went up to Charlie Kirk's events and they raised those questions. I believe Charlie Kirk was thoroughly humiliated throughout the affair. And then you saw a shift in Charlie Kirk's messaging to the right as a result of the Groiper Wars, as the internet has so doth called it. Now, that's not to say that I'm completely on Nick Fuentes' camp. I don't know his camp. And quite frankly, I'm not going to follow a social media influencer that has no life experience, which does go for Nick Fuentes as well as Charlie Kirk, who the most he's ever done is started a business, which is respectable in and of itself, but he's not a father, he's not a pastor, and he's not someone that's held any political office. So what life experiences he have, and if he, if he does have, you know, a, a wife and kids that I'm unaware of, my information would be thus out of date. So apologies if I'm wrong about that, but I did just want to clarify, what, you know, and these are the same reasons why I have no interest in following Nick Fuentes either. So the idolatry of Israel is definitely one of the biggest issues on the right. I mean, there are people out there that think that Israel is a top 10 issue, and it's not. I don't think it's top 20. Uh, and if you look at a lot of campaign websites, specifically for the House of Representatives, they all want to say how much they support Israel just for this uh, vote voting block here. And it's stupid because Israel doesn't really support us. And we can go into the history of that and, you know, how they did attack and kill some service U.S. servicemen at one point in time. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk about that another day just to stay on topic here. So one of the biggest inhibitors of U.S. foreign policy is the idolatry of Israel, whereby uh, U.S. must unequivocally and unconditionally back the modern nation state of Israel above all else. Much of this is driven by dispensational theology, which places an unbiblical significance upon modern Jews in their relationship to the church. Under the guise that Jewish people have a unique claim to the Holy Land, this leads to billions in foreign aid to develop a nation that possesses nuclear weapons. It's a pretty good start, Anthony. I, I would say so myself. Uh, let me add that Israel is already a very economically developed nation. Why are we sending them foreign aid? Uh, they have 
the top block. They're the big boy on the block, militarily speaking. Yet we give them military aid. And furthermore, Israel destabilizes their neighbors and conducts, you know, acts of war against other nations. You want to talk about Russia and Ukraine. Israel be bombing their neighbors on the reg. And it's treated like, you know, any other, any given Sunday over there. It's just, yeah, it's nuts. You know, it's, it's kind of like Wakanda. It's okay if Wakanda does it, but it's not okay if the white, if a white country does it. That's the messaging of Disney movie, of a Disney movie, but that's also the messaging of a lot of dispensationalists as relates to the foreign policy of Israel. I don't support Israel destabilizing the country of Syria, uh, you know, and taking out their capacity to stabilize their own country by fighting and killing terrorist jihadists that are also CIA-backed, but, you know, you know. So, I don't support that. Neither should you. Neither should any Christian. And, by the way, the Christians in Syria are pretty pro-Assad because their other options are these freedom fighters that are, you know, Al-Qaeda. So, uh, during TPUSA's Young Jewish Leadership Summit, which was held December 16th, 2022, uh, this is when... Charlie Kirk made the first quote that we just listened to. Where in the Bible does it dictate American foreign policy? This is fundamentally no different than the saber-rattling that tragically got Americans involved in the World War I, the invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan, and the ongoing war in Ukraine. Never mind that Israel promotes instability in the Middle East while actively promoting abortion and homosexuality within the regions— Similar to PragerU, TPUSA would advocate against the sexual degeneracy of drag shows in America while turning a blind eye to the promotion of gayness within Israel. The same goes to opposing Joe Biden's vaccine terror tyranny while ignoring the COVID tyranny of modern Israel, which is among the worst of all nations. Israel is a very tyrannical nation. And I have no problem saying that the modern Israeli government has more resemblance to the Nazis than is really expected of a Jewish nation state. Their government is closer to Nazis than, you know, certainly a lot of other countries. They're, they're, they're a tyrannical nation. They're one of the most tyrannical nations in the Middle East. So... Uh, that needs to be called out, but you won't see American politicians call that out. Maybe they'll call out Canadian tyranny, but they won't call out Israeli tyranny. I, I get that the Canadian tyranny is closer to us, but they hail Israel as a moral city on a hill while ignoring their tyranny and their tyrannical government. They are a left-wing country. They aren't a right-wing country. I'm pr you know, California might actually be to the right of Israel. They don't have our values. And we pretend that they do because they're supposed to be Jewish. But even still, they've only had one religiously observant Jew be prime minister of Israel. That was Naftali Bennett, and he just got ousted in favor of Bibi Netanyahu. So uh, be that what it may. So why does the church need to continue supporting Israel and the Jewish people? As a society, federal deficit spending is the primary driver of inflation, meaning we impoverish ourselves with reckless spending of which foreign aid 
and conflicts play a major role. Uh, you know, did you know that America is going to be spending more on Ukraine than Russia is? Just a fun fact. Uh, this is not to say that churches should not assist the poor with evangelical, evangelistic and kingdom-building intentions, yet dispensationalism leads to a number of ministries that often advertise on TBN, Fox, or whatever, which prioritize Christians and Jews working together to help impoverished Jews. Kirk's ideology would suggest that Jews do not require evangelism. So... And the quote here is by Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk says, The idea that Jews are the chosen people... Uh, actually, let's go to the actual... Let's hear it in his own voice. So, this is where he says that Jews are the chosen people. And this is nonsense. The idea that Jews are the chosen people, which you are the chosen people, but... A rational question is, then what are you chosen to do? And I believe you're chosen to bring the word of God to as many people as possible. That, that's a very simple commandment. You're chosen to obey God, to honor God, but you happen to be the messenger, the community, the nation, the people that God saw fit to bring his divine and transcendent commands. So... Let's unpack that, because what was Charlie Kirk describing? And let's go back to the uh, transcripted quote here. Um, what is he describing? The calling of Jews. But what is he actually describing? The Great Commission. He says that they are ch Jews are chosen to bring the word of God to as many people as possible. Uh, actually, when I read Matthew 28... I hear Jesus command his followers to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, baptizing new believers and discipling them. That's what I read in scripture. Charlie Kirk just said that Jews uniquely have this great commission, if, you know, to borrow our language. He says that Jews have the great commission uniquely. He says that they are chosen to carry out the Great Commission, to honor God, to obey God, and to be a messenger to the other nations to spread the word of God. This is nonsense. This is Charlie Kirk not knowing history. Judaism now is an entirely different religion than it was in Jesus' day. After AD 70, which the Bible foretells, which Christ foretold, Judaism became a different religion. It's not the same. So, they, they have more scriptures now. And furthermore, the uh, Jews don't believe in evangelizing. And what he's talking about is an evangelical mission of promoting their values. Uh, whatever those are, and that they were chosen to bring the word of God to as many people as possible. None of that is true. None of that is true. And interestingly enough, this article makes it clear that that is not true. It has three 
Jewish leaders explaining that proselytizing is not a Jewish thing. So, there's a lot wrong here. There's a lot wrong there. So, anti-proselytization is very contradictory of Jewish scripture. He goes on to say, My charge for you is to be more confident, more proud, and dare I say, even more evangelistic to bring Jewish values to the world. What are Jewish values? What are Jewish values? And there's an obvious low-hanging fruit answer here that we kind of covered last week when talking about the Daily Wire. Makes it pretty clear what Jewish values might be. But in any case, in any case... Licentiousness? If, I mean, let, let's look at the nation values of Israel. Left-wing government, COVID tyranny, homosexuality, abortion, feminism. These are, you know, the values of Israel. Uh, maybe democracy as well, which isn't really a good thing either. But nonetheless, that, that's why our founding, our, you know, the Christians that helped build this nation... Because if you look at the uh, signers of the Declaration of Independence, a lot of them would have had a seminary education. Uh, the ones that you've never heard of were you know, a lot of Christians in that bunch. And, you know, they didn't create our nation to be a democracy because they knew democracy sucked. They created a republic. So, Anthony goes on the right, the word of God already came in human form. This is not the unforgivable sin of blaspheming the Holy Spirit as Jesus describes in Luke 12. However, Charlie Kirk is instead blaspheming the church by attributing to modern Jews that which scripture ascribed to unto the church. And I'm not sure if you know the church can be blasphemed, but he is dissing the church. He's actually saying the Jews have the unique calling the Great Commission and not Christians. This is some ridiculous level of pandering. And again, as we pointed out with the quotes from you know modern Jewish thought leaders, proselytizing is not their thing. It's never been their thing. This is no different than the effeminacy of Jordan Peterson tearing up and calling Israel the a moral city on a hill. He he left that word out, but that that's a very important distinction, you know, that Jordan Peterson literally cried while calling Israel such a moral city on a hill. It was a very uncomfortable display of groveling. That is unbecoming of a man. At the end of the day, by contending that the Jews are the chosen people who have a mission from God, Charlie Kirk is advocating a universalism in which there's a path for Jews to heaven apart from Christ. Uh, and I would like to argue, as someone who believes in Reformed theology, that God only has one chosen people, and it's his elect. How can you claim to be chosen by God and not have Jesus? Because you're not. You know, for those who are called, as Romans 
8.28 tells us. You know, God calls people. God chooses people. Chooses people to save. And, you know, that's not the gospel itself. That's more like the math behind the gospel that God chooses people to save. But, you know, even if you look at the Old Testament, let's just strictly look at the Old Testament. Majority of the Jews in the Old Testament are in hell right now. There's one coherent definition of a chosen people, and that is God's people, the ones whom he's called, the ones whom he's saved. Those are the only chosen people. It's funny that evangelicals are hyping up this show called The Chosen. And, you know, it's about Jesus choosing the disciples, I guess. It's, you know, from the perspective of the disciples. Except, you know, Jesus asks Nicodemus to join him and Nicodemus says no. Which, you know, is just a ridiculous plot line. But nonetheless, you know... Uh, not a uh, good moment for the chosen because, again, you know, when Jesus calls you, he calls you. Jesus has authority. So, he goes on. Contrarily, Scripture teaches that there is one people of God, the elect. Romans 9, 8 states, this means that the chosen... This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise who are counted as offspring. Romans 11, 11 through 22 teaches that unbelieving Jews were grafted out of the tree and that faithful Gentiles grafted in. There is only one olive tree, not two. People will happily quote Galatians 3.28, but in verse 29, Paul continues... And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendant, heirs according to promise. This means that the promise bestowed to Abraham, who is mentioned nine times in Galatians, via covenant with God, are inherited by the church. Lastly, John the Baptist, the forerunner to Christ, declared in Matthew 3, 8 through 10. Therefore, bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not suppose that you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham for our father, for I say to you that these, that from these stones God is able to raise up children to Abraham. The axe is already laid out at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. The only, there is only one people of God, the church, and specifically the invisible church, not necessarily the visible church. No one gets to the Father but through Christ. It is never about being born to a chosen lineage. The ministry of Jesus consists of warnings, much like John the Baptist states above, that those who do not bear good fruit will be cast into the fire, that is hell. God does not send his children to hell. Instead, he redeemed them through the blood of his son. He came for the lost sheep in the house of Israel, which includes disciples of all nations. 
Evidently, Charlie Kirk believes that Jews do not require Jesus, the promised Messiah, to obey and honor God, and that they can do so without believing in Christ. And that is a truth bomb right there. If you do not have the Son, you do not have the Father. If you do not have the Son, you do not have the Father, you also do not have the Holy Spirit. We Christians believe in a triune God. And the only way to the Father is through the Son. There's no if, ands, or buts around that. Dispensational theology does not cover that. And good dispensationalists will agree with me on that. Good dispensationalists know that, you know, Jews need evangelizing too. And I, I recall Christian Post, which is a very, uh, which is a media, Christian media company that publishes anti-defamation league talking points weekly, almost, at least multiple times a month, it seems. They even entertained a debate with Michael Brown, and I'll give Michael Brown pre credit here, stating, no, we still evangelize the Jews. And they had some other guy who ran a ministry of such that said no evangelizing the Jews. They don't need it. God has a different plan for them. And that is unbiblical. That is hating Jews. Refusing to share the gospel with Jews is hatred. Whether it be for monetary benefit or theological error, Charlie, Ke Charlie Kirk bowed the knee to a pagan religion, blaspheming the church. And, and I'm not sure if blaspheming the church is the right word, but basically dissing the church in the process. One cannot advocate America first while shilling for Israel. Nor is worship of modern Israel consistent with the gospel. And that's another thing. I talked about Charlie Kirk going more of a uh, culture war earlier in the video. Uh, Charlie Kirk has also gone more towards America first, despite being a notorious shill for Israel. And the way I see it, if you have a Ukraine flag, if you have an Israeli flag, both are gay, by the way. But, you know, you're not that patriotic. Uh, you know, you're not an America first type of person. TPUSA, Faith, and Sean Foyt. And this is a subheading as we kind of touch more on the TPUSA side of these things. In addition to veering right and addressing the culture war, TPUSA launched TPUSA Faith in 2022 to mobilize the faith community into political action. Likewise, Kirk has taken a more forthright stance in affirming the necessity of Christian values in politics and the spiritual problems at play in the broader culture. Throughout the year, Kirk participated in conference events that were hosted at Luke Barnett's Dream City Church, which is, multi, which is a multi-campus charismatic megachurch in the, in the Phoenix metropolitan area. Within the political alliances, it can be expected that there is some semblance of ecumenicalism, loosely speaking. For example, Protestants and Catholics might coalesce regarding pro-life activism in state legislatures. Contrarily, it can be seen that the pro-life industry has the pitfalls of ecumenical politics that is more absent the more faith-minded ministries uh, that is not 
that is absent in more faith-minded ministries like End Abortion Now. And I also want to give a shout-out to Free the States, which might also be very tied to each other. In 2021, Turning Point had Jack Hibbs speak at their conference in which we offer critique uh, to his his inac- historical inaccuracies in his message. Anthony must have written that article because I don't remember it. Uh, Though imperfect, there were potential that a more faith-driven direction for Turning Point USA would be a benefit would benefit the organization rather than lose their Christian fi- flavor through broad ecumenicalism. TPUSA faith would be captured under the umbrella of charismatic theology before it could even amass a broader coalition of believers. Though they have featured the likes of Virgil Walker, Vody Bauckham, and Samuel Say, this content did not generate much notoriety. For 2023, TPUSA's faith is partnering with Sean Foyt and Sean Foyt's upcoming Kingdom to the, to the Capital Tour, uh, which is a follow-up, his follow-up to the Let Us Worship which is a tour that, you know, we talked a lot about Sean Foyt on this channel. We did an entire uh, live stream on him. A lot of shady stuff going on, but, you know, Bethel is as Bethel does. Uh, The tour is designed to target state capitals and legislatures. Although it is unsurprising that Foyt's political activism would cross paths with TPUSA, a sponsored tour goes beyond a podcast interview or speaking appearances or his speaking appearances at a given event. TPUSA faith movement is yoked to Foyt and all the questions and controversy that surround him, like Bethel Church. So here are some conclusions. Uh, TPUSA's shift into the culture war was a dramatic shift for the organization that was reticent towards social issues while promoting homosexuals like Rob Smith as conservatives. This shift tapped into an ongoing political rift on the right between evangelical, the evangelical Christian base and conservative Inc., who desire a big tent and gradual liberalism. Though, uh, though America First or America Fest has, given, has risen in prominence as the Gen Z and millennial version of CPAC, Turning Point USA is still conservative, conservative Inc., until proven otherwise. Helmed by Charlie Kirk, Turning Point USA is unlikely to rise above the horrendous theology of its captain, which is the fruit of their of hyper-dispensationalism. Whether on Fox News, Twitter, or before Dream City Church, Kirk has no qualms about advocating Christianity in politics, but when placed before a crowd of Jews, he bends the knee and, play, and pays homage, perhaps because... There is incentive to do so unless he can rise against the flawed worldview against this flawed worldview. There is nothing to suggest the authenticity of Charlie Kirk being any more anything more than a grift uh, who panders to Christians with shallow talking points. And that is a way to end it. So this is another quote how he talks about america as just a placeholder the nation of israel acts exactly how we act uh i guess i thought that would be longer but in any way uh this 
is cringe by Charlie Kirk. This is not a this is not how you stick up for a biblical worldview in politics. This is how you sell out. He's selling out for 30 pieces of silver here. And for what? For what? So, you know, I was optimistic that Charlie Kirk was making a change for the better, and perhaps he's still not as bad as he used to be. But the dude doesn't have it. He's selling out the faith. And I think that's more important than him uh, than him being correct on politics, even. He's basically saying that, you know, Jews don't need the gospel. They're good. I would call that heresy. You know, the exclusivity of Christianity. Jesus makes exclusive claims in Scripture. If you don't believe those, are you really a Christian? And the answer is no. The answer is no. Because if you don't believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven, what do you need Jesus for? We all need Jesus because he is the only way to heaven. Uh, but if you've decided that he's not, why would you con- why would you go to church? Why would you support Christianity? You don't believe it's even necessary. So, uh, Christianity is all or nothing. It really is. So that's all I got to say for that. If you like the content, do also like and subscribe. Otherwise, let me know what you think about what I think in the comment section below. Have a blessed day, and I will catch you on the next one.